Hey, it's Jen the Builder. And Corey. And Corey, happy late Father's Day. Oh, man, what a day it was. I had such a wonderful time. All the kids, and I say that like I got 10 or 12, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all three of the kids uh, made sure to either reach out to me, come see me, give me a gift, let me know that they love me, let me know that they cared about me. And so it was just a really awesome day. Uh, our oldest took us out to lunch and let me go shopping a little bit. Yeah, man. Can't beat that. You got some pretty cool stuff, too. Oh, yeah. But everything you have is cool. I, You know, for the listeners that don't really know you, um, some of the things you got was a Millennium Falcon. How do you say it? Millennial Falcon? Millennium. Millennium Falcon charger yes. for your phone yes it's pretty phenomenal yeah pretty fun that and when i seen it i was like yep that's me gotta have it and that came from our middle child mm-hmm. nate who we don't talk a lot about on the podcast but nate is definitely a unique character so yeah i love that you get to buy these these fun things and you were so in my opinion, you're easy to shop for. If anyone ever were to tell me Corey's hard, I'm like, no, he's not. Absolutely he's not. He's quite easy to please. And if there's something specific that you want, you let people know. Absolutely. So I just want to say thank you to you for being such a wonderful dad to our three kids, not 10 to 12 kids, but three kids. <laughs> thank you. And then to all the fathers who are listening, thank you for the love, support, and the nurturing that you give to your children, because we need dads. Yeah, let's give it up for the papas. Woo-woo. Anyways, um, Corey. Yes. I am finding it hard to shift because today is a holiday that we don't normally get to um, have. Indulge this is, in, yeah, this celebrate. Is the first year. And Juneteenth, you know, I think last year we talked about Things in detail around Juneteenth, so we don't want to do that again. But I do want to give a special shout out to the company that we work at and the Ebony Committee. And for my colleague and my friend, Scott, and just the people who helped them. I mean, there's too many to list. But the event around Juneteenth at work was phenomenal. I got one word. Wow. Yeah. And if that doesn't say enough, I don't know what. Say it backwards. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, and our company has hundreds of events. And the rumor is, is that people are like, this hands down was the best. Well, I mean, I would love to chime in on that the best. I think, honestly, that, you know, every time we have an event that bars are set one way or another, Mm. be it professionally, be it. Um, with excitement, be it whatever. And, and let me let me just say this: the uh, CEO has had a few um really top notch events that I thought were pretty darn good too. And I only say that because I know what went on behind the scenes. I seen the the effort put in, and I, mm-hmm. I know a lot of times you know people don't get to get a chance to see that, but um, it's it's a monumental event when you have multiple moving parts. And I'm not trying to take away from the, the um, Juneteenth 
um, program at all because it was phenomenal. But I'm just saying, I don't I don't have a level of saying what's higher, what's lower, what's better, what's not as good. You know what I mean? Right, right. No, I hear what you're saying. I think for me, the experience from the moment it began was very emotional. Yes. So when it began, everyone met at the stairs before they even got into the new building. And they sang the anthem. Black National Anthem, yeah. Yeah, and I had never heard it performed live. A lot of people hadn't. That's what's really, not strange, but different for me because I grew up singing it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've, I'm very well acquainted with that song, but I just noticed a lot of people were like, "What? what is this? And this one person said to me, and not to be offensive, but you got your own national anthem, mom. Yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> right. And I think it's okay for people, even right now, as you're listening, maybe you didn't know there was an anthem. Right. Um, and there is. And so look it up. What is it called again, Corey? Uh, lift Every Voice. Mm-hmm. And we were, just spent time with some people and they asked, what is Juneteenth about? And that's okay. And that's what we really push for beyond diversity is equity. And that's being able to share your questions, speak your mind and not be judged. Like, you know, a lot of people, because there's a fear of, Oh, I don't really know this and I don't want to offend. Don't have those conversations. Right. And a lot of people, unfortunately have this weird feeling of like, okay, here we go again. Another holiday, to celebrate something that we know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Is this stuff even real? Is it true? I mean, is this important? This one is very important. This one really does hit home with a lot of people, especially me. And I'm very proud of my heritage. I'm very yes. uh, uh, involved in what happened to uh, my people and other people in that um, regard. So I don't just look at it from a, um, person of color point of view, I, I, I'm concerned about anybody who's been in some kind of tyranny or, or bondage or slavery. But what, what makes Juneteenth so special is because there was a group of people who did not know that they were freed yet. And that's really weird for me to say. And I, and I found myself even contemplating how to say that when my uh, oldest child asked me, what exactly is it? And, and and at some point you have to come to terms that my people were enslaved. That's strange to say. And if you can't say that, try to say that about your heritage and your people and just see how odd that sounds to say that we were enslaved at some point in time. Anyway, um, there was a group of people that were enslaved and once freedom was given to uh, the people of color, because there was multiple people in bondage during this time. It wasn't just um, what people may think as Africans. It wasn't only Africans here. There were black people and no, they're different. So it's not one group of people. And I really need to stress that. That's why I don't just identify with African-American. Let me let me just side note that real quick. Mm hmm. We are the only group of people that are identified by two continents. Think about that. It's it's a bit of a strange thing to swallow. Moving forward, 
the group of people that were in bondage, in slavery, did not know that they had been freed. And so imagine being enslaved or working for a job or working for someone for two years, two and a half years, not being paid, not being compensated, being beaten, being raped, being taken advantage of, and then two and a half years later finding out that you had been free for all that time. And so that's why it's monumental. That's why it's so deep and so important to people because most people would say, well, why didn't the masters or the owners tell them that they were free? Well, then you kind of get a good glimpse of what's really happening at that point. So, yeah, that that's where Juneteenth is pretty much born and, and, and put into the books now. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I think it primarily had to do with Texas. Yeah. Right. So it's the slaves in Texas that were freed. Like, were they the last of the last? I guess I'd have to look into it. Well, they were the last of the last. And that was probably one of the biggest strongholds. And again, Mm. guys, you got to understand something about being a slave. You weren't allowed to read. You weren't allowed to write. You weren't allowed to have any form of education. So a lot of these people just didn't know. And the owners the masters didn't talk about it in front of them so there was no way for them to find out there was wasn't a newspaper you were going to pick up you weren't going to be at the store because you weren't sent to the store you were enslaved so it was it was all about what the master wanted you to do Mm -hmm. so again that's why it was so important yeah thanks for explaining that Chess. um i do have a question about something you said that i wanted to clear up so you said that African-Americans are the only ones described with two continents or two countries. Is that what you said? Yeah. And what I mean by that is um, let, let's, let's take the average person in America at this day and time. Not many people that were born here in this place called America, but have origin somewhere else identifies with the other place first and then American attached to that. Most people born here in America are just Americans and have been Americans, but you never hear that term like European American or Filipino American Asian American nine times out of 10 if they're born here, they identify as American. Very few people, if any, identify as multiple continental individuals. Mm. I think that's another episode. Yeah, it is. Because I am on the other side of that. Because I identify myself as Asian American. Absolutely. Or, you know, like you said, Filipino American. Okay. So anyways, if there's some confusion about that, we're right here with you. Um, that's a topic that definitely can be expanded on and it's important because it's the pride and we here at take the elevator, you know, we're all about words and origins and why things are said and done a certain way. So anyways, to the event, the, the national or the anthem, do you say national anthem? Yeah. Yeah. So that was sung and yes, it was eye opening for everybody. So it already set that tone and then the whole, well, everyone who attended went up the stairs together 
And see, I, I, those little details or those big details mean a lot to me. So everyone walked up together. You walk in and you smell the food and you hear the noise and, you know, the music. I mean, they had things like lined up from praise dancers to gospel singers, soul food, Jamaican food, Creole food, and vendors with amazing jewelry. Of course, I shopped. Um, <laughs> and, and these women create their own jewelry. And it's exquisite. And then we had a wonderful speaker, Jewel, who no, didn't hold anything back. No, she and, didn't. And it was all truth-based, and it moved so many people. And so that was such a wonderful way to start the celebration. Um, and when we say celebrate, people get confused by that because it wasn't a party, you know, Juneteenth. Uh, there was an emancipation, which was reason to celebrate. But because of what happened, and even though people were freed, they were not informed. Right. So this is a a gathering for acknowledgement yes. and understanding yes. of what, what, what went on and what happened. And so out of that, the celebration happens. Because mm -hmm. once you have the knowledge, I mean, as we all know, knowledge is power. But once you have that knowledge, you're able to celebrate because now you know, I can move forward. I'm mm -hmm. not stuck in this. Yeah. 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 It's, it's good for everybody. And we have this conversation too, even though it's, I'm not black and I am married to you, it still gives me so much to learn and to put into perspective and to understand and be able to express empathy and compassion towards things that I didn't know about before. You right, know what I mean? Right. So we were looking at this book, Corey, and a question came up. I say, hey, Corey, can I ask you this? Is it too deep? Is it, you know, going to take us places? And you, you said, no, let, let's, let's bring that question up. Let's explore. So was there ever a time that you felt you were discriminated against and how were you discriminated against? Well, there's many occasions when you know you're being discriminated against and you know that there's no easy way in or out of this because if someone has made a conscious decision to discriminate against you, be it because there, there's a job available, there's um, opportunities available or, you know, anything else. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it, it could be something as simple as you were in line waiting to get a table. Someone else came in and the people or the server decided to seat them first before they sat you or seated you. Um, so it's, it, the, the thing about it is not so much of have I absolutely have um, or when, because it's an ongoing situation. Mm -hmm. It's more of a, how do you handle it? What do you do? Do, do you begin to lose your cool? Do you, you know, act out? Do you point it out every single time? I think there's a time and a place for everything. You know, for me, money and currency speaks much louder than me yelling or me making a, a point to point it out. Uh, I know my dollar is very important, not only to myself, but to people that I, 
you know, give that money to or spend that money with. And so if I remove my money from that place, I know it's going to hurt them much more in the long run than it will by me just complaining about it. I mean, I've made this definitive decisions about not returning my business to certain places. And let me tell Mm -hmm. you what's happened. I'm not saying my dollar closed that place, but I know if you're discriminating against multiple people and they decided not to go there anymore, that's closing businesses. And I just want, you know, people to understand that, you know, when you decide to make that decision, you're hurting yourself. You're not hurting the person you're discriminating against. It may offend them, you know, temporarily, but we move on and we just brush it off. I mean, this is a long history talking about, you know, hundreds of years of being treated a certain way by certain people. And that's not everyone. But I will say this. If you talk with your money and walk away, I guarantee you it's felt in the long run more so than it will be if you just keep complaining or or calling corporate and, you know, doing that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's I wasn't expecting that answer. I mean, I knew the answer was yes, I've been there right. and you've been discriminated against. And I remember how my reactions used to be. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, heck no. And I get really boisterous about it and like just over the top because this is my first time experiencing it. Right. So that's an interesting way. And I'm going to call it this handling conflict. And it might, I don't mean to offend and make it less than what it is, you know, Um, but there is a conflict there where someone has an issue with you and you're conflicted with it. And so people typically think to handle conflict, there needs to be a conversation where you're saying as far as it being a business, you just don't go there anymore. Mm -mm. You're not giving them your money. Nope. And that speaks louder than a, why did you do this? Right. Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I get it. And it's interesting that you mentioned um, that story because I've been looking into things as far as what we typically call it conflict resolution. And I'm just like, I can't just be about resolution because you know what happens. Imagine you and I are in conflict, Corey, and I say, I'm going to resolve this conflict. Talking to you then becomes that that becomes the objective. Right. Let's resolve this. And it may not be a real resolution, but to say that, oh, I mastered that conflict resolution. You know what I mean? Right. It's just how you handle it. And so when I talk to you and you share things like what you just did, one of the things I think if we were to be in a situation where people talk about the conflict, right? And I'm talking about maybe people who work together or let's just use you and I. Because, mm-hmm. yes, we have conflicts. I have to remember just going into it, you are someone that I'm spending the rest of my life with. And so there are things that we've, we've vowed to each other. We agree that we have a shared future together. So how I approach that conflict has lifetime impact. Oh yeah. Right. Absolutely. And so that's the one thing that I have to remember. I'm waking up next to Corey tomorrow morning. Like, let me go in with the right mindset and go in respectfully. And that's something that I've learned. It took, 
It's taken me some years. I'm still learning it. No one here is the master of this um, because when your feelings are involved, you know, sometimes you forget to do the breath work and calm down and, you know, remain respectful. Um, And then hearing you talk, though, every single one of us, again, you and I, we've dealt with some kind of trauma, some kind of struggle. And typically when you and I do get into conflict, it's not really about that particular situation, right? It's about things that have happened in my past that I'm bringing forward, things that we've experienced before. And so now it's just adding up and now you're going to get the full brunt of it. Right. Right. So um, I just have to remember that this is bigger than that. And here's another thing I'm learning is you can still show appreciation when two people are heightened for that person. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, ultimately what you're saying is that because the conflict exists doesn't mean disrespect has to ensue. Yeah. And yeah. so if you, if you maintain respect amongst yourselves then you don't ever have to worry about uh, the conflict turning to what we now see is wars and mm-hmm. battles and, you know, all this crazy stuff that goes on. But we, we tend to lose respect for people that we're in conflict with because we feel like we're disrespected. Right. Again, as, you know, being married and being in a relationship, mm-hmm. I know for a fact that you got to fight fair. Right. And we, I think we opened up something really good here. We'll see if, you know, we continue this on Wednesday. But just handling conflict and then the key points going into it. That's so important. And handling conflict versus conflict resolution. Anyways, we hope that we gave you some knowledge. We hope it this wasn't too deep. And if it was, that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah. You know? Um, but anyways... Happy Father's Day, Juneteenth. If you don't know about it, look it up. Let's move in knowledge and let's move respecting one another and having compassion. You know, as to take the elevator, we say look up and let's elevate. elevate.